Hello, good morning. Welcome to the Anything Bowl where anything goes. A snack time, an offshoot of the Anything Bowl where we're just going to keep it to a single topic, single thingy, single shit. Today is a special, special episode. Special episode, not the full snack time for the week because Fall Out Boy put out an album. And anytime one of our favorite artists put out an album, everything has to stop. We have to get to it and talk about it nonstop for at least three weeks straight. Those are the rules. It's in the Bible. Look at it. Matt, yeah, how are you boy, today? I'm, uh, I'm all right. I'm sick as fuck. <laughs> I'm really glad that the tables have turned on that. Like, it's it sucks that you're sick. You know, that's damn man, that sucked. But like, how many times have I started the podcast and I go, "Wow, man, I can't breathe and I can't see and I can't do anything because I'm dying." Yeah, I'll tell the people because I told you I had that. You know, you get that looming (laughs) feeling. I was playing GTA Four with the boys, and then something happened. Why? Because Patrick was playing it, and I was like, "Oh, I have that game. Let me download it too." That's a great idea. And then we played, we literally just shot each other and went into like, we were just flying and killing people like the good old days, you know? So not those good old days, but anyway, um, <laughs> I got off and then, uh, yeah, the feeling came in. So I was like, your boy was like, I woke up at like four in the morning. That's where I texted you. And then I was like, shit, do I really want to do this thing where I stay up uh, or do I want to try and go back to sleep? I chose back to sleep. Oh yeah. And I think it was a wise decision because, um, I don't feel as dead as I probably could have been. Yeah. So um, sleep I'm here is now. the key to fixing everything. Really is. Yeah, but today we're talking oh, so ready? much. Let for me show Stardust. the camera. Huh? Oh, Fall Out Boy put out their album. So much for Stardust. And I was telling Timmy yesterday. From now on, when it comes to my favorite artists, you know, ban- first of all, band merch. Most of it sucks. Yeah. A lot of it's too expensive, and it's it's always one of those things since I was very young that I'm like, man, I would love band merch, but there's, I don't have sixty bucks to blow on things. No, from now on. If it's an artist like this, I'm going to do it. So I blew like 50 bucks to get the signed CD and a shirt that I'm not wearing because the shirt is ass, to, to put it bluntly. Uh, doesn't fit well. It's not great material, but I love it anyway. I got to take a look at it. Hold on. I'm going <clears> to <throat> Google it now. But I've done that for them, Panic, but Brendan didn't do a signed album, I think. I don't remember. I bought the vinyl, uh, set it off, did it, and I'm sure they're going to do it again. They just put out a single. But regardless. I mean, it's not bad. It's just basic. <clears throat> You know? Yeah, yeah. It's ba- well. It's it's not even my problem. Isn't the design? It's the material. Mm. Like the printing is good, but the material, the shirt just doesn't fit well. It's not really. It feels like one of those shirts that it's like, hey, this is made for a dude, but a dude Who's in ripped. quotes because it's not actually. <laughs> it's like a shirt that you would buy from Hot Topic, but a Hot Topic shirt that's made for like the employees. So it's made out of like shit material because they're like, you have to wear this, and we don't care what you look like so long as you wear it. It's like it, it doesn't fuck up our overhead. So there you go. Exactly. Exactly. Oh my god. Again, yeah, no, nothing. No, right no, no shots at Fallout Boy because you know that, that's not their problem. That's that's exactly. Rami's problem. But still. but regardless, yeah. so much for Stardust. Uh, I told Matt I have props here. I don't know about you, but I've only been a Fob fan. I've been a Fob fan since I think it's like 2014. So there's only a handful of albums that I've got to experience as they've come out. <clears throat> Matt and I got mm-hmm. to experience Mania together. That was a lot of fun. That was a very interesting time as I graduated high school. weird fucking time, dude. Uh, American Beauty, American Psycho. Uh, I saw them on tour that year. And then technically, I wasn't there when it came out, but Save Rock and Roll was my first Fall Out Boy album that was out at the time of yeah. listening and shit. Damn, I've been, uh, I've been a fan since the get-go, man. Oh, I'm sure you have. I, I didn't get into Fob and Panic until 2013, 2014. Well, you got me into Panic, but I I was, I mean, I inadvertently was listening to, like, Saturday and stuff with my cousins, because they, they fucking loved them back in the day. Um, oh, my mom did. My mom had a copy of uh, Infinity on High on uh, a CD. I found it in her garage, like, in high school. It's very interesting, because this album <coughs> talks about a lot of, like, legacy stuff, and, like, I think that's where yeah. the title kind of comes from. So it's, like, talking about, like, how much time you have in the spotlight, and, like, what yes. your legacy will be. So I find it funny when I was watching a bunch of interviews with them. Like I watched the Apple Music one with Zane Low. I watched like NME, like a bunch of them. And um, it's kind of like this is kind of like the most open they've been about like what happened like those like the past fifteen years. Yeah. You know, is between like, like post hiatus. Well, post and pre, because I mean, like uh, pre. Like, okay. I mean, a lot of people know pre. Like you know, Pete was <clears throat> battling drug addiction. Like mm-hmm. uh, the band was kind of being split up, especially by Folly. Um, yeah. and then once the breakup happened, they didn't know what was going on. And then once they came back, it was like this whole thing where it's like, okay, we're going to do pop music now and we're trying to experiment, but it kind of felt like at certain points it was backfiring, especially with mania. 
Yeah, so it's like it's a weird, yeah. it's a weird power struggle, and I find, and especially their dynamic now is so much different. It it so, really is. <clears throat> Can I just say it's very? It was very nice to watch the Grudge video, and uh, Joe was in it. It was very that nice. boy. Honestly, though, it kind of feels like he would do that if the band wasn't together. He seems like the type. <laughs> you know, uh, I, it's, I, I'm really glad that there's so much transparency right now, though. Like, I, I haven't watched as many of the interviews as you have, but it's very nice for them. I hate, you know, we're going to make a lot of comparisons to Panic! at the Disco in this episode because, to me, those two bands have always gone hand-in-hand hand since Pete discovered them. Mm-hmm. And I hate with bands like that that you that you want to feel so attached to a lack of transparency and again you don't as <clears throat> as an artist you don't have to have that you know it's kind of like not a gift but it's it's one of those things that it, an artist doesn't have to do and a fan base doesn't need it but they will appreciate it a lot more and you have this higher connection yeah. i hate when brendan puts out an album because it's not panic it's brendan and mm-hmm. it's like the machine you know the it felt like the machine f- since doab where it was like, oh, here's a single, here's a single, here, let me <clears throat> announce the album and announce the tour and show you the cover and the release date all on the same day, and then I'm going to yeah. go on tour, and then I'm going to drop off the face of the earth for two years and then repeat. <laughs> yeah. I hate that. Because <clears throat> then he does a couple interviews, and he's like, oh, yeah, this album's going to be whatever. And in the back of your mind, you're like, please talk about <laughs> fucking Ryan Ross. <laughs> just to I give mean, us he has, it's just so low-key, you know <clears throat> what I mean? But exactly. I do agree, like, there's a certain level of, like, where it's just not there. And, I mean, they, yeah. they kind of follow the same suit. Um, exactly. But that's why I like to see that there's so much openness right now. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, you know, we've been doing this for a long time. And these are our emotions. And, what I, like, I'm sure it was very incredibly stressful for something like Folly to come out. or And, and Mania. They have all this, like backlash and all these varying op- opinions and then you just got to be like oh yeah we're gonna go on tour and then just be chilling and then have to like not say anything or and try not like, to say anything it's like you have to play the hits just to survive and exactly. i don't think that's what they wanted to do with this album especially. no 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 so but um uh i i, I think <clears throat> it, it definitely if you read over the lyrics too because now i've become that type of guy <laughs> um, you do see a lot of that sort of stuff, so I do agree, yeah. especially in terms of the topic matter. So I'm thinking, let's just go through each track real quickly, just kind of give a brief review and like how we feel yeah. about it, and then we'll give like an overall uh, review of the album. Okay. So let's start with track number one, Love from the Other Side. The first single. Yes. This is, again, the comparison I'm always going to make is to uh, say amen. Yeah. This is another situation where the first single doesn't necessarily sound like the whole album, but it's not in a bad way in this situation. In this situation, especially because I mean, if you take that one, <clears throat> that did not like it echoed some elements, but it just felt like felt like um, Emperor's New Clothes Part Two, which I, I guess essentially was the point. Versus yeah. this was like, nah, it's its own thing. Exactly. Um, this is like, oh, you know, here are some notes of old Fallout Boy, of like pre hiatus Fallout Boy, but we didn't just like like I, I think Pete said in one of the the interviews. This is not just like a throwback record. There are parts of that throughout a couple of the songs, but it's very much so like, oh, you know, we like these ideas. We like this idea. We're going to put this all together. It really stands on its own. Um, it does. Do, it, like, it doesn't... Because, yeah, I mean, I think that's what really pulls me in and makes me happy. Because, like, in a lot of ways, it makes me <clears throat> kind of happy to see that they're actually, you know, enjoying making music again. Exactly. And part of that's through, you know, Stump's uh, orchestration and all that yes. stuff. And I think that's why we like this album so much, because... Mm. It, I think it's more of a realized version of what, like, maybe Folly was supposed to be. Exa- that's um, I was telling Timmy yesterday, dude. We this is the natural progression of what I of what I was expecting. Yeah. It it went. You came back with Save Rock and Roll, and it's it's the it slowly went more pop because you know I like to talk in terms of the dial. The pop dial went up more, and the alternative dial kind of stayed, but the rock went down. Yeah. Media, you hit this fever pitch of so much more pop. You throw in a little electronic with Young and Menace. And then you have this huge break and you come back and you're like, all right, you know, here's some pop. Here's some of what we did before. But here's also some of the older stuff. It's, it's a culmination of everything. It's not like the ending, but it's all of the different sides of them thrown together. Yeah. So with the first track, that being said, I think um, and for me, first tracks have like eight out of ten. I think. Um, uh, yes, I, I would give it a nine. The, you know, the strings are fantastic. I think. Um, just the overall drama of the track is pretty good. And it kind of, again, it just, it really introduces the idea of like legacy and <coughs> what it means, especially to Pete, you know? So, yeah. And, and I find it very interesting because they, I mean, they've always written albums like this, but I found it interesting to find out their process too, that Pete doesn't really even write lyrics. He just writes 
shit. And then well, <laughs> I, I know. And then he gives it to, to Patrick. He's like, here's, <laughs> he's here's like, this one. Here's po- a bunch of random line. words. <laughs> and he's like, all right, let me. Like, bro, so okay. good. He could sing a recipe. <laughs> like, he could send that shit. <laughs> but yeah, eight out of ten for the first track. So I, think, I give it a well, nine, a nine, solid nine. nine. And like lyric that stands out the most. I'd never go. I just wanted to be invited. Dude, every every single time it comes up like three times per song. I listen to this song like a hundred times. It's <laughs> it always feels good. I love it. For me, it's um, <clears throat> I mean, it's the classic lines like, "What would you trade the pain for?" You know. And um, we'll get to that in a second. But I like how it's a repeating theme too. So that's track number one. Track number two, "Heartbreak" feels so Heartbreak good. Heartbreak. This was like so I heard the beginning with the sub bass. I was like, "Oh shit, okay, maybe we're going back to some pop stuff." And it's like, not nah, like it was kind of like this cool like blend of like eighties rock and. Yeah, um, the this feels stuff, like the so, transitional. It, yeah. Heartbreak feels so good. Feels like the transition from like, okay, the first song was old Fallout Boy, or closer to old Fallout Boy. What's coming up is a mishmash. This is your transition period to hear some of that and some of what's coming up in the rest of the record. Exactly, and um, it starts on this like really cool sub bass, <clears throat> then it just really goes into the hook with you know just drums and bass, and then and it's just like this power chorus, man. And you're gonna see that throughout a lot of the album. You know, I mean, la 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 la. Oh yeah, the millennial whoops. La I mean, la 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 la. <sighs> At first, I hated those, but then, like, they're pretty good. But yeah, once you there's a lot of that on the album, too. Yeah, but that's just because, you know, Stump is so used to writing for, like, TV and movies. Like, I think there's some. Oh, no, I'm not complaining about it. Oh, no, me neither. It's just, I think that's where it comes from. But, um. Heartbreak Feels So Good is also an 8 out of 10. It's the second single. Didn't hit the highs of of the first one, but it's still very, very good. Like, there, there is no low point. Yeah. I do agree. And now, uh, um, I, you, I love that the first teaser they put out for the, for this song was, uh, what's her name, from the AMC commercials or from the AMC intro? Heartbreak feels oh, good in a place yeah. like this. Every time, every time we go to the movies, when she says it, I look at Timmy and we're like, ah, da, 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 da. <laughs> remember the seashells. <laughs> oh my God. Dude. All right. Hold but, me um, like a grudge. Yeah, last song was a simple love song. This one, again, goes back to this idea of like, <clears throat> again, like oh. it keeps circling around it. It's like talking about how, you know, he wants to stick around in people's minds like um, like a grudge, basically, you know. And it almost seems like there's like some type of love interest thing going on here, of course. But I think it's comparing fame to like a, a romantic partner, like you're in the line, part-time soulmate, full-time problem, yeah. you know, stuff like that. Um the hook just like it's weird it's like groovy you know because like you went from like you went like from dramatic emo to like fun fun 80s pop rock to this like groovy like shimmy like shuffle type um yes, exactly you know vibe and then the hook comes in and just fucking so good <laughs> so good did you watch the video i loved it yeah it was it's, a cool concept i i think i i love the, the continuation i i think it's a bit of a stretch for them to be it, like, this is a continuation of Dance Dance. Really I was like, is. okay, I like it. This is cute. It's 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 stupid, but it's cute. I get it. Okay. I was gonna say like it's kind of cheesy, but I mean, something you gotta appreciate about the guys right now is that like they're not trying to like be young. Like they're just no, they're completely steering into the skid. Yeah, like they're like, yeah, we know we're old and this is what we like. And Pete's hair is fucking long. Oh, dude, it's crazy. It's so nuts. Um. But I think, yeah, pee pee poo poo. I think overall, this is like a it has to be like a nine out of ten. It's definitely really. Yeah, I, I kind of like this more than the first two. I'll be honest. <clears throat> really, I, just, I don't know. Well, because I'm more. I like the other two, but this one's just a fun time to listen <clears throat> to. It kind of balances between this and the next song we'll get to is just fake out. But yeah, it's a little I'd good give balance it between eight. the pop and the emo stuff. So I, yeah, I, I'd give it about an eight. It, it definitely gives me dance dance vibes. And it's a, it's 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 a good time. Uh, okay, fake out the one that we both said would be one of the ones that we fall in love with just from the teaser. Oh, dude, hundred percent. I mean, I heard this hook on um, on Instagram when they posted it like a week before exactly. the album came out. Um, and dude, I was the verse. I, I, I literally like added it to my Instagram story reels just so that I can keep <laughs> hearing it. That's how fucking good it was. But the um, verse, man, I love the quiet talk verse. Oh yeah, dude, and it's like it's almost like post punky, like yes. you know, very like <clears throat> you know, you still have like those rock guitars and stuff, but it's like very like light, and you have like in the verses like these um, harmonicas playing and play brushing through. You got these nice little guitar licks playing in and out, and of course like the fucking hook at the end. Jesus Christ! 
<laughs> sang, boy, sang. So, I mean, it, for me, it's like a 10 out of 10 track. I love it. I would agree. Uh, this, I love this it. Fake Out does get a 10. It's like probably top three on the album. <clears throat> Agreed. Agreed. Moving next to Heaven, Iowa. Oh, my God, dude. This is such a great run. Heaven, so Iowa is, is another one. So the lyrics go crazy on this one, first of all. I mean, and then after that, I mean, well, after that, once it hits a breaking point halfway through, because it starts off with like this Phil Collinsy <clears throat> type of intro, like you have like the shakers and the, the gated reverb drums and stuff like that. I'm like, this is kind of weird. I hope this isn't, I mean, it's not I didn't hope it was a whole song, but I was kind of like, all right, this feels like it's a leading somewhere, which is good. Because then once you get to the half point, um, it definitely just, it just really harps on the hook, you know? Yeah. So... Um, again, Ross, another typical love song, but I mean, it's so well run, well written, you know. It, it yes. Also, a nice finesse with the title. You know, that was where they did one of the uh, the the pink sea- seashell teases <clears throat> yeah. was in Heaven, Iowa, and then they come up with the title. I'm like, wait a second. I think it all makes that sense had to now. have been like a later. <laughs> no, maybe not. Yeah. Maybe they just always knew. They're like, oh no, we're gonna put this out there. We're gonna we're gonna give this to this random person in Iowa. So it starts with like this, like. Phil Collins shit once it gets into the breakdown it's like this it's basically like a post-hardcore track after that like you have these like wailing guitar lines like Patrick's going fucking crazy on the vocals and then just like I kind of like how there's like these random breaks of energy like and each time the hit comes back in it's stronger and stronger the next time yes I think that really sells the song for me the polar opposites of the verse versus the chorus of just this like yeah it's it's not necessarily well yeah it is you got the soft you're chilling you got mm-hmm. the emotion. You're talking about all the lovey-dovey shit. And then Patrick's, Scar! Cry! You're like, Patrick, okay. All right, I'm here for it. Keep, tell me tell me what, what did she Keep do going. to you? Keep going. <laughs> what did she do, man? Please explain. The structure is so weird, though, I got to say, because it's not it even is. like typically verses. Like, it just, it's like the short chorus, and then it kind of leans into like two lines that are like a bridge, and it goes back into the yes. chorus. And I'm like, but for some odd reason, it just kind of works, you know? So, I don't know. I really like it. So I'd uh, say another uh, 10 out of 10 on another the album 10 for 10, me. Yes. Another 10 out of 10, yes. 100%. And then you get to So Good right now, track number six. So we go from like, <clears throat> so let's just keep track, right? Let's keep score. We started with Dramatic Emo, went to 80s Rock, <laughs> and then we went to Shimmy Shimmy Rock, which is still emo as fuck, but fun. Yes. Then you went to Fake Out, which is like a post-punk song. Having Iowa is like a fucking full-blown like early Fall Out Boy song with like Phil Collins in the mix. And now you get to this like 50s doodah like, Type yeah, of rhythm this is the song. first like, song that reminds me of yeah. like American Beauty, American Psycho. This is the first hundred percent. I actually I the same throwback. thing with the rhythm. It's pretty cool though. I, I was like, like oh it. look, Uma Thurman too. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, but I gotta be honest. It's I'll still listen to it. It's a fun time. I think the hook is really what sells it, and it kind of reminds uh, me of the. It kind of reminds me of, so hard. Yeah, the, it kind of reminds me of um, <clears throat> what's that song? Remember that one cover that they did for the Disney ship? Uh, for the jungle oh, book yes uh, it's like that's what it reminds me of like i know people said 50s like to me it sounds like that because it's just the rhythm and the hook so like the verses like i don't you know, know what? i think it's a I, weird yeah. contrast to go into that the melodies are kind of a little like not that they're too chipper but i just think overall it's like too too boppy i know that sounds really stupid to say but it just it doesn't uh, yeah it doesn't really make sense going from heaven iowa to but it's still a great song like i can't it's, hate on it <clears throat> it's it's so. rather than because from from Love From The Other Side up until now, we've had this progression of the emo dial turning down and certain other ones turning up. Yeah. And So Good Right Now versus Heaven, Iowa feels like a 180 rather than a progression. You go from this loud, <clears throat> screamy ballad to this incredibly repetitive and catchy summer dancey bop thing. And again, I'm, I completely agree with you. It is not... It's something that I'm still going to listen to a lot because it's a good song regardless, but it is not as high of a high as the five songs that came before it. Yeah. So I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. I <clears throat> agree. I think 7, 6.5 for me, but still a good song. It's the, I will still listen to it if it comes on. Then this next one's just going to be kind of unrated because yeah, I've never been a big fan of skits, but the Pink Seashell featuring Ethan Hawke. I don't. It's, it sounds so bad, dude. I don't it know. It feels who less e- like a skit, Ethan and I think Hawk it's more is. of just an. You don't know who the fuck Ethan Hawke is. I just, I, I know it sounds really dumb. That's okay. Because really... <laughs> to be honest, I only, I only know him from Moon Knight and a handful of other little things. 
He was in the Black Phone <laughs> before Sunrise. Yes. I just trained it. See, oh, he's in Gattaca. Oh shit, that's a good movie. I recognize the Pink Seashell. Just feels like an interlude, essentially, and it just it's... talks about like I kind of like the message behind it though because agreed. It talks about <clears throat> you can have anything you want in the world, but at the end of the day, it's just like that's the reality of it. Like when he's yes. talking about how his dad gave him the seashell, and then he's like, "Well, just realize it's just a bunch Seashell's of bullshit. Empty. There's nothing There's inside nothing the in shell." It. Yeah, <laughs> like, I got which, all that which I thought thing. was a quaint little thing, you know. It kind of leads really well into the next song I am my own muse. But um, oh dude, I don't really want to rate this one just because it's like, like you said, no, it's 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 a movie skit. It's it's cool. It, like it I give it count. like a five or six out of ten just because it's there. It helps. I like that it's there well. exactly. It breaks you know? things up nicely, and it's a nice interlude into the craziness that is. I am my own muse, which I think we might have a bit of contrasting opinions on this one. But I'm curious to see because <clears throat> for me, right? So I am not always been the biggest fan of like dramatic emo, and what that means is like there's a big difference between love from the other side emo and I am my own muse emo. Yes. Where Love from the Other Side is like accents, and I like the way that it was done on Folly. Where this one kind of feels like an Ice Nine Kills record, which yes, depends yes, it on, does. Depends on how you perceive them, because I mean they're very over dramatic, and I, I I think it's fun. This is and where th- th- exactly yeah. this is where we're gonna contrast because I fucking love Ice Nine Kills, at least the, the more recent stuff. So yeah. I have my own muse is great. It's a nine out of ten. It's Timmy's favorite song on the album. It's this really nice... It's a nice lot of people's favorite song, which is great. Emo think, fucking string throw at the wall thing. And yeah. Patrick is just... He's not even, like, singing. <laughs> he's more screaming than singing. He's singing. He really is. It's a lacking of a melody. Or lacking of a solid, repetitive melody that has been present really throughout the rest wander. of the album. I do agree. But I do like the hook. The hook is awesome. Bad Smash look, Charles, all the, the guitars, guitar so we all see the stars. Like, that shit's a fire-ass line. Couple it's there. so good. So um, good. Nine out of ten. But, the, but that that for me being said, I think the lyrics are nice. I think the hook is great as per always. I don't really ever have a problem with Fallout Boy hooks because there's always something that you can garner from them. Yeah. Um again, I, I think it's just it's it think <clears throat> if they just toned it down a little bit with the sh- with the bombasticness of it, I think I would have liked them more. But again, that don't, that sounds like a really dumb critique, but at the end of the day, like it depends on what you listen to to Fab for. Like for me, like I really like we're gonna get into the next track, which makes a lot more sense for me. I like the more punk and like um again, like more of the post punk tracks and stuff like that that involve a lot of pop. Whereas for you, yes. you're definitely more into like still like and it's not a shot, it's more like the warp tour, like <clears throat> let's say like twenty twelve to like twenty seventeen, like dramatic emo stuff. Yeah, and that's so, how I've always been. So I give the song like probably like a seven or six and a half out of ten. Oh no, the low point of the album for Matt. It's right in the middle. But it goes back up from here, so it's all right. Yeah. So. Fluke um, Wow. So this is my second favorite song in the album. Really? This is my, my third. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, no. Okay, I'm lying. Like, let's just say it's right under my top three. So, like, maybe fourth. Um, <laughs> that's the part I thought was cool. So, right? right. So then you get into this song, right? So you, you, okay. you, you come from my own, my own muse, right? So you're like, okay, this all dramatic stuff. Like, what's going to happen next? Then you go Another from like 180. this another 180 now it goes to like some like broadway type rhythms and it's kind of cool and it's like in the verse i'm like yeah you're those and then the hook comes in dude like the hook reminds me so much have you ever listened to 27 on folly you remember that song of course see my yeah. problem with fallout boys i've always i i know basically every song but i don't know the title of every song yeah so but then like you kind of know the song like what it sounds like right like that little mexican guitar type shit but like, I thought the rhythm was kind of somewhere in the melody, like, but I just like the way, like, dude, he, so he, like, the regular, like, the melody and the hook is great, and then he gets, yes. to, like, this bridge after, after the Van Gogh line, so and then he just goes into, the, like, the last bridge of it, into the main chorus, and the only shit that really brought this song down for me is I wish he just kept the rhythm change to end the song. The only yes. thing, because I felt like it would have been such a great thing, <clears throat> which I'm not mad about, though. It's still a great song. I think overall, for me, it's like a 9 out of 10. We're going to be so. backwards on this. This is my first, like, Six and a half out of ten. Wow, not a bad song by any means. Of course, but it might just be me because yeah. I've every time that it, surprisingly all the all the songs because it's it's the only thing I've listened to for a couple days. The lyrics are coming very quickly. This is the only song that they haven't because my brain is constantly <laughs> grabbing onto the na 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 na. So maybe that's just me, but I think this is. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh my god. Bless you. This Thank is the you. one song 
that I think I connect with the least. It's not my least favorite song on the album, but it's the one I connect with the least. The, my least favorite is coming up. Yeah. I mean, this is just like, a, a, like I'm a sucker for melodramatic love tunes, dude. So like, of course, yeah, like, how can I, how can I not look at like a, I have a car, I have a, a car, I carved out a, oh my God, I can't fucking read. You know the line. <laughs> I carved out a piece of this world for two and now I'm empty without you. So corny, but so good. <laughs> I love it. So we go from uh, full game to baby annihilation. Which I have to say, I like it. I am so the the thing that bothers me, right, is there was this great period in music where everybody could be so dramatic and just kind of do whatever they wanted. It didn't have to fit into the cookie cutter ideas of just single tracks and doing single things. What I mean by that is, if you go back circa. <clears throat> even like 2012 2013 for in yeah. fallout boys case you go back a couple years prior you could have poetry like folly is a great example of having random songs and in the end patrick goes <laughs> or fucking pete at the end of a song just breaks into random spoken word for like 40 seconds or yeah. you look at someone like Eminem, who will have like a whole song and at the end of the song and have this random skit or this random thing or a hidden track or something I hate the fact that we have gotten so far away from that. Because Baby Annihilation is great. It's exactly what I wanted. Because it harkens back to old Fallout Boy. We finally get Pete doing his poetry shit. And it's great. The, the actual poetry, while it could seem nonsensical, is a good time. I just wander. wish... <clears throat> yes, it does. I just wish it wasn't its own track. I wish this was attached to Flu Game or I Am My Own Muse or something. And you hit like the, the fever pitch ending of the song... There's a couple seconds of dead air, and then it's Pete just going, an alligator prince with crocodile tears. Like, that to me would have fit so much better, because it would have been a nice little gem that you just pull out, and you're like, oh, wow, that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, that is my only gripe, I think, with the entirety of the album. <clears throat> I think it really talks about, like, he. it's funny, he actually kind of mentioned it in the Zane Lowe interview. Um, he, I think it kind of references to a time where, he, like, especially when you can have something so good, and again... yeah. This harkens back to the, the title of the album that you can have everything you want, but who is to say that it can't go away in an instant? Exactly. It's just like, you know, like even like I just melted the wax on a birthday cake. Another Dude, that's year fades such away. a good line. Like, oh my God. You know, like the, this play, this, uh, this palace was a uh, crystal, but the world was a cruel joke. Like, I don't know, like, cause it's, it talks about a lot like of like a creating a garden, for, a walled garden for yourself, you know? Exactly. But again, like people are, yeah, I kind of get it. Like, Maybe the, um, you know, the alliteration and kind of the way that it wanders. I can understand why it turns people off. But yeah. that's why I always tell people, like, if you just, like, read the lyrics sometimes or read the poetry, like, you get a better sense of, like, what's going on. Because, like, for some of us, like me, like, when I make music, I go for the tune first. So I kind of need to read what's going on because then it adds meaning for me. And then the yeah. next time I listen to the song, okay, <laughs> I know what it's saying. So I think I'll give this a definitely um, solid, uh, I'd say seven to seven, seven. and a half. I'd seven say. is where i'll sit with yeah. it because it's, it's not very nice full song but it's cool so. yeah um, and now we have this the kintsugi trilogy. kid 10 years yeah. fucking karate kid vibes ten this shit was years, cool this was like um kind of breaks into back into the 80s rock this definitely kind of falls more in line with like a like a typical pop 80s rock track like, yes Kind of goes back into those like soaring guitar lines and the and the hook, and then of course like you know the the chuckers and the Four of the, 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 the bones are dead like, guitars and stuff like that. Um, I wasn't really a big fan of the hook on this one. Like the lyrics are okay. I think um, sonically it achieves a lot, like by capturing like an era. Yes, but I think overall like there's like some it's it's kind of <clears> weird for like everything I like. One thing I like in this track, it's always something I don't like. You know. Like, there's yeah. some good lines like 10 years in a, in a bit of a chemical haze in the midst of way it felt, you know, like stuff like that. It's like it kind of brings back that almost like Smith's writing. Like, I don't know if you've listened to the Smiths, but it's very nope. like, it's very more like melancholic, like writing in my diary type writing and shit, you know, but they put That's it behind what this like feels a big like. track. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot so, of, but uh, I, will, I think the I'll, verse I'll give is it the best like a part. seven and a half. Huh? <clears throat> I think the verse is the best part. I love the way that he just kind of floats yeah. past my old street. House I grew up. He's just there's You're a really melody beneath it. him, but he's just like he's just chilling on top of it. I think it really kind of covers a lot of the growing up they did in Chicago, trying to exactly. get this shit together. Exactly. So it's pretty cool. Are, this is the first album that you and I have gotten to experience at the same time that we are on the same fucking page with. It's crazy, man. Because Mania, we were polar opposites. 
music to be murdered by we were similar and then polar opposites oh yeah dude it's just wild uh i give the song back it's an eight solid eight good i agree well i could see that and we get to the last two tracks which god by goddamn what the fuck but what a time to be alive is not a song that should work i'm being honest like i don't mean that in a bad way (laughs) but i mean in a sense of like how the fuck do you just like go strict like like i am pretty sure september vibes you know this song i feel like was something he performed during a zoom like late night show or something i i am positive i've heard this fucking song before and that this is not a fallout boy song but this feels just like a patrick song this is a Patrick song because in the interview he literally said I had to drag everyone kicking and screaming just to get this on the album. <laughs> so, <laughs> I which I thought, but it works so well because it's like you like 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 we said like it starts with this like um this September like do you remember vibes and then it just progressively just gets like more interesting like it talks. Now don't get me wrong, there's a bit of at least in my opinion a little too much quarantine gesture in this. Yeah, which I don't think yes. it's gonna age too well. It already hasn't being, aged well. Yeah, but you know what? If you, but if I start looking at a different frame of reference, it doesn't always go back to just that. Yeah. So like for me, like it talks about just better times and times before like life what changing shit. To be be like, yeah, what a time to be alive. And especially near the end, where like you have these. I love when he does the compounding vocals, like especially in the end. Like remember when he did an um, uh, God, what was it? Uh, what the fuck is that baby song? Nobody put no. Yeah, nobody puts uh, baby in a corner and like he has a bridge where it's like he, he has like in the in the bridge like the center like it's just his voice and it's like going back and forth between like two other melodies or harmonies. Oh uh, like, yeah, like yeah. Shit. He kind of does that here too. The layer, so pretty cool. Um, polyphonic, polyphonic music theory coming the clutch. <laughs> what a but time it, to be alive! I think is my least favorite song on the album, wow. only because I feel. Again, I say least favorite song. All these songs are fucking bangers in one way or another. And they're songs that I'm going to continue to listen to constantly. Especially for the next few weeks because it's it's just the whole vibe. Yeah. But it's... I am now in, in the, si- the, the mental state of... You know when a song... Right, so, so <clears throat> think back to when you listened to the radio. And it was like 2010s pop music. You know the feeling of like, this song hits number one. And then after like three months, you can't really listen to it because you feel kind of like cringy and icky and shit. But then a year or two later, you're like, oh, you know, this is actually great. I remember what it was like. That's the vibe I get from this and talking about COVID. I feel like we're at the point of we've moved on and anyone that's trying to still harken back to it, it's, it just feels you're like, you gotta, you've got to give it some time. So I'm sure in a year or two, this song to me is going to be like, oh yeah, man, I remember quarantine. God, but right now well, I'm like, this say- is... The one thing I will kind of disagree too much. with is that it, a lot of people, well, I guess because since it's March, right? But a lot of people were like harping on COVID, like, oh, it's been three years since the pandemic. Like, yeah, it sucked, <clears throat> but I don't know. I mean, <laughs> it's kind of like what you said, like, all right, it's, it, it would make sense back in the time. But again, like none of these songs that are, are going to age well. So no. Um, but There's that like being a, said, oh sorry, yeah, you go. What what is that Eminem song? Which one? Nat from uh from the B side. These bars are like COVID. Oh yeah, that shit. Nah, that that bar don't last. That that exactly that exact I mean, same a, thing. The song is not at least for right now. The song doesn't sit super well with me. In time, when there's more time between the release and actually COVID and whatever, I'm sure it will feel better. But right now, this to me is another. I'll give it a seven. It's a higher than flu game, but I'm still going to say it's my least favorite for the moment. Yeah. Because of that whole COVID vibe. I agree. That's what kind of <clears throat> notches it down one point for me, but everything else, like there's some points in the verses where I'm like, okay, like it's really just talking about simpler times and the COVID references a little too much. Yeah. So for me, nine out of 10. Oh, dude, dude. And okay. let's talk about the closer. Matt, Ooh. I'm gonna start off. This is a ten out of ten. Okay. No, same. This I, closer. You know, I would never figure that because I'm not saying oh. like their closers are shit by any means, but <clears throat> it's so funny. Like even like last night, like leaving work and stuff. Like I didn't start in the beginning. I just for some reason I was just. <clears throat> aching you start like, here. 
Yeah, dude. I was like, what the fuck? So much for stuff. I love there's it's my whole thing is it is it's so incredibly repetitive. Of course. But there's so much it's like it's the choiry emotion in it that drives home how good the song is. Sounds like a rock opera. I mean, a whole album exactly. is a rock opera, but exactly. it's like that really encompasses the feeling. I think that's what you have to put it in a frame of reference for, you know? Yes. So. Agreed. And I think <clears throat> after talking it over again with Timmy last night, I think this is my second favorite Fallout Boy closer because most of the time the closers they hit pretty well. They do, but they've never been like, oh wow. Like there's been a couple, right? Like, well, post hiatus they are. Post hiatus, there's been. This clear mm-hmm. goal of like, oh, this is the closer. We need to go out with a bang or we need to go out with this emotion and whatever. I think yeah. pre-hiatus, you really don't get that kind of feeling. But you've got Save Rock and Roll, you really Twin don't. Skeletons, Bishop's Knife Trick, and now So Much for Stardust. And all four of them in some way, shape, or form convey some form of emotion sh- string pulling. Of course. I think this one's probably... <clears throat> it's not there yet, but I think it definitely might become my favorite within a year. Because no, Twin Skeletons will always be better. Mm, we'll we'll I mean, disagree this has on a that. lot of this has a lot of Twin Skeleton vibes. It does, that. it really does, and that's really what makes does. it number two. Especially mostly in the verses, because you kind of yes. hear that eeriness. Um, Bishops is I, always going to be number three, because I'll never forget when you texted me and went, "Dude, I was listening to Bishops and I actually just cried." What the fuck is wrong with me? Oh yeah, it's almost like it <laughs> talked about my mental condition too in depth. That's <laughs> 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 such a good song, but um. No, I, I agree. It's a 10 out of 10. And you know what? This album made me very happy because it, you know, it's going to be a little personal, but, you know, I, I was giving it some thought. And I think a lot of reasons why I got into hip hop is because I feel like, not like, it's not the biggest reason, but I always felt like it was a tertiary reason that I wanted to kind of like stick to things that were kind of popular, I think, at the time. And then I think as time went on, I started like losing a lot of passion for music. I mean, you've seen that, like, hearing in and yeah. out. But then it was kind of, like, weird, because when this album came out, and I, like, listened through it, like, the first time, I remember, well, it was, like, midnight, you were in bed, but I was, like, going I was. through it. Yeah, because I think you had, you went to go see John Wick that night. I was, like, this is yes, my Super did. Bowl. <laughs> um, Great movie. And I was going through it, and I was, like, fuck, man. And, like, I felt upset. I didn't cry, but I almost wanted to, because I was, like, shit. <laughs> That's the reason why I started doing this stuff. I remember getting my yeah. first guitar, and I was, like, doing this shit. <clears throat> and then playing with you guys. We weren't that good. I mean, because if, if I wasn't stupid and actually practiced, like, correctly, like, you know. But that's, like, the sort of stuff I thought back to. Especially no listening comment. to this. What? With <laughs> no what? comment. On no the, comment. On, on you guys needing to practice? Absolutely no comment. <laughs> no comment. No shit. <laughs> we thought we were good. <laughs> we all needed a lot. There was some, so some, much. Some of us more than others. But <laughs> there was so- <laughs> you know what was really funny? That was, like, a blind mice, like, trying to teach two other blind mice. Like, that shit's fun. Yes. Yes, it was. <laughs> it really anyway, was. <laughs> this closer is... Listen, the last thing I want to say about this closer is this is how you do a callback correctly. It is... The only more that you could do in terms of a callback like this is a straight-up reprise. This is how you take a lyric that you have emphasized in the beginning in one way. You change it up a little bit, but you keep the melody. You... Interpolation. You alter some of the emotion. Yes, you alter some of the emotion... <laughs> But it still hits. Oh, that should like hit me like really good too. I have to say, it like, did, when he, dude. When, it, when he says in another life, life you, were you were the sunshine. Babe. I love that sun- fucking line. I was like, That's, like my was favorite like, he shit. He fucking did it. He fucking did it. He, he called that correctly. It. He didn't just it's wait like until when, the album was about to end and go shut up and go to bed. Fuck you. Okay. <laughs> no, that's like, not how you. Do. It kind of feels like when it, like, it kind of felt like that moment, like where you like you know you're watching a movie and then they say the title of the movie. Movie. like that's what and it you, felt like and you got, you got like, there hey, i was like hey, i was like you, you did, the did, I, did we go back to the first track i was like how did this happen I was like, <laughs> there's so many good lines in this one i have Dude, to say lyrically then, this is the best in the album like oh my god and then ball, after like the callback ball. what and then after the callback the so much for stardust hits so well it really does and of course then you finish off on the choir and it was just too good man I really hope to see Joe come back on tour for this shit because I gotta be honest. Like I know I feel bad. I hope Joe's okay. Shout out to Joe, Mr. Troman. But I mean, at the end of the day, I really want to see him with the boys again because he did a lot of good yes. work on this out. Oh, everybody did. Everybody Everyone did. sounded like they had a good time making this shit. And I'm here for it. And I think I like the way that Patrick put it in the interview too. He said this album just feels different because, and I agree with it. 
it feels like they really like chewed their own food before swallowing it. You know yes, what I mean? Like you they really it. actually tried and thought about what they were doing instead of like, you know, and it, and it shows because I mean, if you even look at the Metacritic it. scores right now, dude, like, <clears throat> this is their best rated album in years. And I agree. I think really on Metacritic. Yeah. I think right now it's averaging about like an 80 or 90. So it's doing very well, both on the user and the critic score. I'm, I was very happy to see that too. I mean, not that reviews matter, but it's very instinctive of like where a band is staying at this point. And I think they, they just did such a good job. Like, wow. Doing like what we said in the beginning, you know, like just really capturing some old moments, but it, it doesn't even sound like the old oh stuff. My. It does because of the guitars, but that's about it. Yes. Everything else musically and idea wise and is completely <laughs> different. You know? Dude, Metacritic is so fucking funny because you look at it and you're like, wow, what is their highest rated album? Bet- it's this one. What is the second highest rated album in terms of the user? In terms Quark? of like, uh, no, it is Folly. Dude, what did I fucking tell you? We have taste. In terms of user score, <laughs> in terms of like the oh, Metacritic score, score, it is Save Rock and Roll and Infinity on High Bolt tied at 75. Uh, uh, wait, is that for critic or user? That is critic. Critic, it goes really? 8.1 I mean- for... Yeah, I can see it. Uh, so much. And then it's 75 for both Say Rock and Roll and Infinity. First of all, those two albums are not on the same playing field. Okay? Really I don't fucking not. know who's they're doing They're good it. albums, but they're not in the same playing field. And you can see the difference. Look at the user. The user score's <laughs> fucking wrong. 8.1 for Say Rock and Roll, 7.1 for Infinity. Somebody's on crack. That's not accurate. Between Save and... That's weird. I don't get that. Well, remember, it's an aggregate score, 8.2. so it's not entirely oh like... It's not like, you know... That's not like every. I would say if you're looking at that, I mean, you know, I'd be surprised at the fan base. I mean, then again, I'm a hypocrite because I put Infinity and High on a B tier, but still. <laughs> but I listen. No, Infinity's problem and benefit at the same time is the fact that, and we're not going to get into another tier list part two, but I'm just saying. No, no, I no. Think Infinity I think we, just felt bloated, but it had a lot of great ideas. Infinity but is in so sound wise, good. It was, it's great, but the sound is a little too cohesive to its detriment. That's the only yes. thing that I have a problem with. Yes. But the writing is great, you know? Yeah, fucking Jay-Z on the opening track. I mean, I'm more great Which than Which is so be. weird. <laughs> Apparently, he just called them some... Oh, dude, you know what's funny, too? I'll have to put it in the snippet this week. I was listening to that Fall Out Boy Kanye West shit, the remix. <laughs> the what? Oh, this, oh yeah, from the, uh, the, from Cork, right? It's like <laughs> I'm here rapping with Fallout Boy. I'm watching here in the tight pants say Flop Out Boy. I don't even know what this song's about. <laughs> I'm like, dude, <laughs> how much money did the label have to pay for that shit? Universal Def Jam. Figure your shit out, dude. Like, what the fuck? At the time, what? I mean, I get it. Yay was hot. He's still hot. But like, why the is fuck? Is he? Is he still hot? Homie's not, talking. Th- not that's, like that. We're not. I mean. I'm tired of talking about fucking Kanye West and Elon Musk. Both of them. Thank you, just Jonah be, Hill. Be I done. appreciate you, <laughs> dude. I think, I, I, first of all, yeah, I'd like to throw you an audible okay. and vote that this is no longer a snack time. This is the main episode, <laughs> dude. Sure, why not? Because this is this deserves it. Because you know the same thing is going to happen when Eminem finally puts out a fucking album. We're going to sit sure. here and talk about it and just go through the whole fucking discography for That's going to be fucking worse because it's either if I love it. Well, if I love oh, it, we'll man, I really don't want to. If I hate it, that. we'll be arguing for an hour. <laughs> we will be. And that's fine. Because <laughs> oh, I'll defend it. I don't care what it is. Unless oh, it's God. like more Absolute NFT bullshit. shit, you know? Because that was. Oh, no. That should bore me. <laughs> let's not get into that. Well, let's wrap this up. Let's just. um. I think overall, <laughs> this album for me, if we're comparing this against years past, man, I got to say, I'm, this is a bit of a stretch. It just came out, so I don't want to alarm anybody. But this is definitely like an eight and a half to a nine out of ten. I for, would give it a nine. For me. A solid nine. I think I'm gonna say nine is the early review score purely because we need time. It's it's very easy to have this incredible bias when an artist that you love and have grown up with puts out an album and then <clears throat> have it taper off in thought. You know, I remember when Mania first came out. We thought it was a brand. Even though, even though there was there was tons of whatever from the the release and the the pushback and whatever, we you and I fell in love with Mania, and then it took a month or two for you to be the first one to come up and be like, I have to be honest. There's a couple songs in here I love, but I fucking hate this album. I hate <laughs> it so much. Well, and then you know, I, yeah. cut, cut back to earlier this year, and you're like, honestly, man, I think I take it all back. I think I love this album. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm back to the same opinion again. It kind of fits with the theme a little bit, you know? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but 
No, I mean, I stand by my opinion on Mania. It's that I think as a set of tracks, I think it's great. As a, as a cohesive project, it's what deters me. Because it's like, if I go into Mania, it can't be like I go from... It's not like I can listen to the whole track list. It's like, for no, me, it has to be a specific song. There's like, no if I, I have to go, I'll go listen to Hold Me Tight or Don't for like three or four times in my workout, and then I go to something else. Yes. You know, it's, like, it's kind of like that. Have you looked at the covers for both Mania and Stardust? These are like they the are, first. It's like, the natural progression, dude. Yeah. You've got I the mean, two photos in the center of the thing. It's the same thing. I mean, Mania is more of a window, but. Yeah, but that's also too like these, these last two were the first <clears> ones to not have red or blue. So that's always interesting. I'll know that too. Really? Yeah. Um, but I got to huh. say, very impressive work. Thank you. So now Patrick, the last question is, what? what is top three Fall Out Boy albums? And with that, <laughs> no, <laughs> like right now, is this album top three? I'd honestly have to say <laughs> it's very possible. I did see this is the thing. You're asking this question at the wrong time. It is, I understand I know. This what is you, a question we have to talk about. But if like I had to say months. in the moment right now, it kind of is almost. I, would, I don't I would know yet. I really three. don't know because here's the thing. I know a lot of people have opinions about it, but I'll never, ever, ever. I'm sorry. Great albums, but I'll never put Save Rock and Roll and ABAP in any top three spot. Agreed. I can't. Agreed. I can't. Even with Mania, the same thing. Incredibly I can't. Incredibly solid, but they are not top three. No. I think it was like a weird decade because it's like they were experimenting a lot. So, like, of course, like this album comes out, you're going to have a bit of a bias. But here's the thing. Then go back to my other opinions. Take this to your grave. While it's a fun time to listen to, it's kind of like yeah. listening to like a mixtape from yes, like, one of your exactly. favorite artists. Like it's not the greatest, but it's very fun to listen to. It's a great spot to know where they started from. I stand by my opinion on Infinity on High. Great track list, Top but because tier. this was the pop sensation of pop punk at the time, it was kind of inflated a little bit too much. A lot too much, too much of the same song going on, except yeah. for the singles because the singles are fire. They always will be fire. Yeah. Still like a seven, eight out of ten album. So then now you're narrowed down, and I'm like, okay. Under the Cork is a good era of Pete Wentz writing and, yeah. so, and, and, and so, song sound. It defined emo. Cork as a is genre. better than Infinity. 100%. Then you get the Folly, that's a split opinion, but that was a masterpiece. Was because you had everything that this <clears throat> album did kind of a little bit better. So, because of that, I would have to say at the moment, it may change in a couple months, maybe two, three months. But I gotta say, top three right now is this one, Bali, and Cork. Because it's just pure songwriting. It's not trying to go for hits. I mean, there's some here that like it sounds like, yeah, they're trying to be on the radio. Yeah. But but it, even then, well, so it's like it's on, not like on, it's on, not like overtly on. like ah. What did you put as number one? Does that mean Cork is your number one? Oh no, Folly's always been my number one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So we're, we're exactly the same. Folly's yeah. number one, Cork is number two, and uh Stardust is now number three. That could change, honestly, though. Agreed. Like I, said, I, I think it's easy for... Because Stardust has just kind of come into one of those things, like what we talked about in the beginning. Yes. Like, it does a lot of things that Folly did right, and just emphasizes that. So, And of it course, it does a lot of things Stardust that... It will be easy for Stardust to move around. Sorry, what'd you say? It'll be easy for Stardust to move around. Like, I could definitely see... It, it just depends on what I listen to. You know, Infinity could bop it out. ABAP is something I really get into in the summer. Maybe that could go into number three instead, and bop Stardust yeah. down to four. But I think regardless, Stardust belongs in three or four. For me, it's three, but I could see four. So, <sighs> well, ladies and gentlemen, that's been a review. It's been how long? Like 45 minutes? 48 <clears throat> minutes. Like, 48 I have minutes. That. Uh, if this so, is going to be the main app, do you want to just do a quick little uh, review type thing? Let's just keep it on its own. I think it's kind of good where it's at. You know what I'm saying? I would agree. <laughs> so that's been our review of so much for Stardust. <laughs> Fall Out Boy. Um, I love my rating overall is eight nine. to nine out of ten. Miguel's a nine out of ten. Hundred percent. Very good. Hundred percent. Have you ever heard of my friend Anything Bull? Oh We're my on God. Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, YouTube. Did I say YouTube? We're on YouTube. We have YouTube. We have uh, YouTube's. We have consolidated. So yes, we now. Have. Well, I'll explain in a second. But essentially, let's just go through the YouTube channels real quick. We have the main channel, The Anything Bowl, on YouTube. That's where we have the main podcast episodes, as well as shorts, because we like the shorts channel, but we wanted to bring it to the main channel. Yes, so catch shorts, catch full episodes. Uh, it's a good time. 
Uh, we don't got you for an hour, but 30 seconds isn't long enough. That's fine. We have Tab Clips, T-A-B-C-I-L-I-P-S, Tab Clips. Miguel yeah. makes amazing segments from this podcast and puts them into five to ten minute digestibles for you to watch. Quick that way and easy, you just can get for a piece of the bowl. Yes. Um, and then lastly, the last two channels, which one's kind of like in a comatose, the other one's actually like slowly developing, but it's doing good. Um, it's a lot Tab of Gaming. Um, we have some streams up there. It's pretty cool. So go check it out. Miguel has some really cool super cuts. Um, it's a fun time. Gaming, and, um, we're actually doing a bit of a pivot based on are. what's been going on with the last probably two weeks because you know you and i we have we're sitting on so much content but our uh our schedules really hinder some of the output time they i do. think what we're gonna do from now on is instead of i feel like it's a little boring to just do you know we upload a main game stream and then we upload a super cut and it's just this one like 30 minute thing because now it's it's especially with black ops 4 we're having a lot of fun and we're playing for like one two three hours or whatever it is I think we're just going to be like every other gaming channel. We'll upload a couple videos a week of like five, six, seven minute portions, and then we'll upload the full stream at the end of the week. And it works out better. It works out better for me in terms of editing and uploading so we can be consistent. It works out for people who don't want to sit and watch a full 25 minute fucking thing. <clears throat> yeah. And it's more out. outreach. I, I agree. Kind of like a, some CNN vibes, you know? Yeah. So some C- <laughs> I'm definitely here for That's it. a name I haven't fucking heard in a long time. Yeah, he's an adult now. Uh, so <laughs> it's kind of crazy. You're we 25. Are, but that's a different story. You're 25, um, and we're reviewing a Fallout Boy album. Quarter Life Crisis. I mean, <laughs> I'm not as bad as like people who like are 38 and drink Monster and listen to this, you know. But um, yeah. Uh, pl- anything else to plug, my boy? Anything else? Uh, good? let's look at the notes. Let's plug the last couple. I'm weeks. busy right now. I'm busy right now. <laughs> uh. Last couple of weeks, let's see. We've got the zombie tier list. Uh, we did another uh, <laughs> another tier list because we love to do them. And they're actually genuinely a lot of fun. The zombies bonanza continues. It's now an open-ended thing. We don't know how long it's going to be because we're having a lot of fucking fun doing it. So we talked tier lists, of course, with the Wonder Weapons. We split it up because there's there's got to be like 100 plus Wonder Weapons. And wow, it, look at your phone. Sorry, I'm listening. <laughs> it, <laughs> it's a really good time. Uh, I really think... I really hope people watch it and get pissed off. That is mainly my goal. Because while we had a lot of fun, there's a lot of stuff that we don't know, and we're going to continue to call it the ultimate tier list, regardless of the fact that we hadn't used probably a third of the Wonder Weapons in it. But a lot of fun. Uh, Before that, we had episode 46, Samsung messed up, and your editing setup doesn't matter, where we basically talked about our setups, we talked about all the tech that we use and whatever, and then we talked about how much does it really matter. I'm gonna check your phone. Ma, come on, bro. Uh, Huh? Huh? We basically just talked about. Why not? I'm saying like five. Like I got like two, three minutes left. I got like two, three minutes left. I got like two, three minutes left. Two, three minutes left. Two, three minutes left. Two, three minutes left. Look I got phone. two, three, two, three minutes left. Two, three minutes left. Two, three minutes. <laughs> I got. I got. Right, let me. Two, let me. Minutes. Let me hit this out of the park real quick. Okay. <laughs> oh my Goodbye, god. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs>